WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome to the Yes Talk. This is your raw recappuccino for the week of December 14th, 2015. Coming out of TLC, the the tender loving care pay-per-view, otherwise known as Table, Ladders, and Chairs. One of the best pay-per-views of the year, in my humble opinion. Followed by one of the best Raws of the year, also in my humble opinion. I'm your host, Dustin Kaufman. We got a lot to talk about. Um, We got a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion tonight, Roman Reigns. Look, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. I think he still has a long way to go. I think he still has a lot of work to do. His promos are still suffering, but, but, uh, congrats on a wonderful show and an unpredictable Raw tonight. Thank you, WWE. Congrats to WWE and congrats to the WWE Universe. Everybody was very excited about tonight. The crowd the, the crowd at the show was into it. I know everybody at home was into it. Great show. It was. It was a great show. Beginning to end, I was entertained i was thoroughly entertained and coming into it i was a little afraid uh after last night after tlc after such a hot pay-per-view with a hot ending with the crowd chanting thank you roman with with a with a new dean ambrose intercontinental champion with the triple threat ladder match what an awesome match that was Coming out of such an intense, brutal, gruesome pay-per-view as TLC, I was wondering if Raw, if WWE was going to be able to carry that into Raw. And I think they did. But even but I even heard as soon as I heard that they were going to start Raw with Stephanie McMahon and Roman Reigns, I went, oh no, oh no. Because I even talked about this last night. The worst thing they could have done for Roman Reigns was have him come out and start or finish the show talking, talking. Look how much he did last night after the match, but not talking just by just by being. Last night when he snapped at TLC, I think that was one of the best things he's done since he's left the Shield. Since he's been solo, maybe since he's been in WWE, because what happened after his math match with Sheamus, when he snapped, when he was snapped on Sheamus, when he snapped on Triple H, when he put Triple H in the hospital, when he put him through a chair, what he did was he showed emotion and it was believable because he had been pushed in the ring, kayfabe and shoot from the fans, from obstacles written in and obstacles not written in. Roman Reigns has had a lot of obstacles in WWE. 
And what he did was he showed emotion. That point of break, that point of breaking that he did last night at TLC, that was raw. It, it was wonderful. It was believable because, come on, everybody has a breaking point. Everybody, I said this a couple, I said that, what, last week? I said on last week, if Roman Reigns can't take everything that's been given to him and show passion about it, then he should just go home. He, if he can't put it down a script and just be real and show emotion and show his frustration, if he doesn't have honest passion about that, he should go home. But what I saw when he snapped that snapping, that breaking point, that's what, to me, that was him showing us, telling us with no words he has passed his breaking point. And maybe we're going to see a new Roman Reigns, a new aggressive Roman Reigns. I mean, he knocked out Vince McMahon. He put a Superman punch on Vince McMahon tonight on Raw. That's a new Roman Reigns. That's a new Roman Reigns. All right, so tonight on Raw, Roman Reigns won the WWE World Heavyweight Champion match. Uh, other key points I took from Raw tonight was we had Vince McMahon on Raw tonight. Yeah, that's a good Raw. Also, something else, it was small, it was subtle, and we'll talk about this a little bit later when we get to it. Something else I noticed and took away and appreciated, it was a very small thing, but I've been talking about this for the past few weeks, so to see it change, I really appreciated it. Eric Rowan got the pin for the Wyatts, and it was a great match. It was a brutal, an incredible match. Eric Rowan got the pin. That hasn't been happening. It needs to change, and we're gonna. I'll get into that a little bit more when we get to that match. So that's, that's kind of what I'm taking away. So, all right. Does having, I mean, think about how much has Roman Reigns, how much energy have they invested into him? Um, how much energy have they invested in all this buildup for Reigns, all these obstacles, and he, Brock Lesnar, Sheamus. Seth Rollins getting injured, a tournament, Triple H, the fans, Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan, the lack of mic skills, the lack of character progression, all of these obstacles. And he finally gets the title. I know he won it. I know he won it at Survivor Series and he lost, but he find five minutes. He finally gets the title on Raw. Is he going to keep it? Is he going to keep the title? Um, that's, I, I, I can't, I don't know. Is he going to get fired for knocking out Vince McMahon? Are they going to fire him, take the belt anyways? Or is this going to be, are we, or do we have a Roman Reigns champion? Or do we just have a Roman Reigns champion now? Is this it till WrestleMania? Oh, is Brock Lesnar coming back? Are we going to get Brock Lesnar, Roman too? This time Roman has the title. And now that you have a Dean Ambrose and a Roman Reigns, both with titles, especially a Dean Ambrose who stands silently, silently behind Roman Reigns, it's a matter of time before Dean Ambrose decides he's ready for that title. It's, it's a matter of time. It might not be this week, next month. It might not be early this 2016, but it's going to happen. 
it'll probably happen sometime in 2016. They're not going to carry that forever. Anytime they build up a really good friendship, they destroy that friend. You guys remember when Batista and Rey Mysterio were like, best friends, my little buddy. Oh, you're my little buddy, Ray. You're my little buddy. And next thing you know, he's like dropping him. He's like, I'm tired of you, Ray. I'm tired of you, Ray. And that's pretty much what's going to happen here, except uh, Dean Ambrose is going to cut a much better promos during that. So, Raw. All right, let's get to it. Monday Night Raw. This is our Raw Recappuccino. Um, uh, you you can hey follow me on Twitter at the Yes Talk. Please follow the Yes Talk, and I'll follow you back. iTunes, go there, subscribe, rate, review. Sure, would love to hear from you. Um, all right, so Ross starts starts off with Stephanie McMahon appearing in the ring, and it appeared and she was cutting a promo, uh, on, and it sounded like she was about to fire Roman Reigns. It really did. It really sounded like she was about to fire Roman Reigns, but before she could get the words out, here comes Roman interrupting her. A lot of interruptions tonight on Raw. There were a lot of runouts and interruptions. Um, but here comes Roman interrupting her. Um, it, it, just to cut a mediocre promo, and it was exactly what I uh, feared. He had all this heat, and now he's just there talking. He's back there talking. His least... Uh, it's what he's least... Uh, it's it's He's not good at it. He's fine in the ring. He really is. It, he, it's his biggest weakness. It's, it's his biggest weakness is that microphone right now. Maybe he needs somebody to talk. Maybe he needs a manager. Maybe he needs a mouthpiece. Why not? Why not? I mean, he's, they want, he's where he's already a top. He's got the title and he did it without a manager, but man, he, he, it wouldn't hurt him. And also me, he, He's just not growing. He's not getting better on the mic. He's not. It does, you know, bother me a little bit that you look at Roman Reigns last week ending Raw with one of the worst, if not the worst, mic segments and worst endings to a Raw I have ever seen. I have ever seen. He has one match with Sheamus after that. Uh, I guess they had SmackDown. So, but a week ago, just that promo, it was terrible. And then he snaps. He loses last night at TLC. He snaps on Triple H, and now he Superman punches Vince McMahon, and he's the World Heavyweight Champion on a Raw. On a Raw, it's like WWE was so afraid to put the title on him in a big built-up scenario because they didn't. They all the internet, they're just going to go into it, trashing and bashing and trashing and bashing. And you take that out of it, you take the build-up out of it. Maybe you lower it. It's like you. It's not the grandest stage of all. It's not a WrestleMania. He's not winning the Royal Rumble. We don't have to watch him get pushed to the top. For like for these months and months building up because he's there. He took it. He took it unexpectedly. It was un. I didn't. Nobody. It was totally out of left field, unpredicted and unpredictable. And it was a raw. He won the. That's that might be the biggest title change on a raw we've seen on a long time. In a long time, that was a. So okay. All right. So. So, uh, Stephanie, uh, Roman comes out, cuts a mediocre promo just so Stephanie can interrupt him and tell him that she's not going to fire him, but, the <laughs> but Vince McMahon is on his way and he might just do that. 
man, how how angry is Triple H gonna be? He the, he comes, he's gone for a day, and then he comes back, and Vince McMahon's laying on his back, and Roman Reigns is champion. Roman Reigns knocks, takes out, takes out Triple H, sends Stephanie home, brings in Vince, and now he's the champion. Ugh. Oh. And Stephanie begins, she slaps, and it's been said. I mean, we've all heard Stephanie has one of the stiffest slaps in the business. Stephanie slaps Roman Reigns and then does it again and 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 again. Thank you, Stephanie. Slap, 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 slap. Thank you, Stephanie. Slap, 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 slap. It was a, and his face was red. She literally slapped the smile off of his face. She did it. He had his little smirk. She did it again. Maybe he still had a little bit of a smirk and then just unloaded. And then no more smile. Once she slapped a smile off his face, you know what she did? She slapped him again. She slapped him again. Um, and so that was, and they went to Kamar, came back. We had Dean Ambrose versus Ziggler. Great match. Uh, interesting booking. It was interesting booking. Ziggler was in a feud with Tyler Breeze that they just ended on a SmackDown. They're doing bigger things on the TV shows, it seems, right now. They end a, uh, the Ziggler-Tyler Breeze feud on SmackDown. Ty- Ziggler beat Tyler Breeze last week before TLC. We didn't. I thought we'd get the match at TLC. We didn't. They ended it on SmackDown, and then this week Ziggler, this week Ziggler is wrestling the Intercontinental Champion Dean Ambrose. Uh, no heels, no faces, just a great match that I would give a five star yes chant. The only thing this match. Uh, the only thing to this match is it was great. It was great, but it had no ending. It ended with an angry and destructive and a very strong-looking Kevin Owens interrupting the match, taking out Ambrose and then powerbombing Ziggler on top on top of Dean Ambrose. He pop-up powerbombs Ambrose twice, beats the hell out of him. And he's laying there, and then Ziggler comes in. He pop up powerbomb Ziggler on top of Dean Ambrose, gives a million dollar look, and then leaves. Where was this kind of energy going into TLC? Where was this kind of storytelling between Ambrose and Owens building up to TLC? Keep this going. Keep this kind of storytelling going between Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose with the Intercontinental Championship. Keep this kind of energy going. Keep this kind of heat going. Keep the, this is what they need to be. This, those two could be the be- the biggest and most well-told story the- and best feud in the company with some of the best matches, the best promos, the be- the most anticipation. These they're both hot. Kevin Owens is a great heel, super hot. He's selling a lot of shirts. You see him all over the arenas. The KO shirts, the Kevin Owens shirts, the Fido and Fight. They're out people are buying them. People like Kevin Owens and people really like Dean Ambrose. These might be two of the biggest, the most over guys in the company right now. These two could be feuding with the heavyweight title. Nobody would say a word about it. Nobody would say that intercontinental title. That could be it. it Sheamus and Roman Reigns. Again, 
nobody would say a word about it. It's you if you reverse those people, you'd have no problems. You'd have zero problems from the audience, anyways. After tonight, we look to be getting in better shape. I'm excited. Um, so after all right, after Kevin Owens and Ambrose, they go into our truth. Our truth comes out, and then Bo Dallas comes out, and I think, oh my God, are they finally going to start pushing Bo Dallas? Is Bo Dallas actually going to get a victory, even if it's over our truth? Are we finally going to see him win from Bo Dallas? You got no chance, no chance in hell. Yeah, they're not pushing. My bad. I'm sorry. I got a little excited. I was like, ah, but. Vince McMahon, he's arrived. He has arrived. He has sent Stephanie home to go be with uh, Triple H. Vince McMahon comes out and does exactly what you think he's going to do. He tells R-Truth and Bo Dallas to get the hell out of his ring. He calls out Roman Reigns. Um, and Ro- Roman, and then he uh, told Roman that, uh, the, the long story short, I'm not... You guys saw it. You don't need to hear the script. He tells Roman that he has a title match tonight, and if he doesn't win the title, he's fired. Um, and then he kicks him in the balls. Roman, now I do, Roman did talk some, some you know, he called him a, kind of, basically he called him a pussy. He told him he had no balls anymore. His grapefruits were shriveled up prunes and all of this. And then and Vince McMahon tells him he has a, a title match. If he doesn't win the title, he's fired. And then Vince McMahon kicks Roman Reigns in the testicles. Kicks him in the balls. Vince McMahon. What does, uh, how does getting kicked in the balls by a 70-year-old man help anybody? What does that do for anybody, this is somebody Vince McMahon apparently loves. Loves. Apparently, he loves. He's. He. Lo- is this the only way he could actually touch the his package? Like, is he just wanted to feel the these nuts so bad? He's like, I've been. Look, I've been pushing you. I've given you a lot. The least you can let me do is. The least you can do is let me touch it. All right, I just want to touch it. Uh, he's he wouldn't let it, so he just kicked it. He just and then he just touched it with his foot. But he kicked him in the Vince McMahon seventy, the chairman of the board, kicks Roman Reigns in the balls, drops him to his knee. You, this is the guy you want to put your title on. This is the guy you want to be the face of the company. You just just got taken out by a seventy year old man. With one kick to the butt, right, I mean, they're the butt. I mean, come on, all that chest armor, he's wearing a bulletproof vest and he's not wearing a cup. cut really? I, I don't know if I, I don't, I enjoyed it because like I was kind of cheering for the McMahons all night a little bit. I really was. I was rooting for Stephanie during the promo. I was love, I was loving seeing Vince McMahon. Love seeing Vince McMahon here. Um, And as much as I liked it, I didn't need to see Vince kick Roman in the balls. But, hey, it was fun. 
It was fun. So, you know what? Forget it. All right. League of Nations versus Ryback and Jack Swagger. Two new tag teams. Uh, League of Nations won with a pair of super kicks. But here's I'm okay with these pairings. Look, for the past few weeks in a row, I've said Ryback needs to be in a tag team. I've been saying this week after week. Ryback, since the Intercontinental title, has done nothing and is doing less. Every single feud, every single next match, he's just getting further and further from being relevant. And now he's in a tag, and I've said he needs to be in a tag team. And now they've got him in a tag match with Jack Swagger. Last night on the post show, on the TLC post show, which you can hear at iTunes or Trending Topics Network. It's the Yes Talk TLC 2015 post show by yours truly, Dustin Kaufman in the Yes Talk. Uh... Last night on the Yes Talk, I said that the League of Nations, Rusev, and Alberto Del Rio could easily join that tag team division. They could easily be heels in the tag team division. And they now they are. A night later, it, they are. I really think somebody listened to my post show last night and decided, hey, this is a great episode of Raw. Let's do that. The whole night. Uh, so, yeah, I think we could see a lot out of this. Ryback, Jack Swagger, you got the... <sighs> we the people feed me more. It's like Fat America. That's that's what they could name. The Fat America versus League of Nations. Um, League of Nations won. I expect to see a lot more. Honestly, I know Del Rio has that United States title. I'm pretty sure Cena's coming back in a couple weeks. Uh, he's probably going to go take his United States title back. Uh, Roman seems to have a pretty tight grasp in that upper card right now. Uh, I think they, I mean, if they, if he's still in it now, he's, he's not, and he, he's not getting out of it. There's no, there's no getting out of it for him. Uh, uh-uh, he's, I mean, he's got that title, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, Cena will probably come back, and he'll have to, he'll take his title back from Del Rio, I imagine. But then you have Del Rio uh, and Rusev, who can easily go get to have a one a great a great feud with a face New Day. You can have a face New Day because those guys are over. New Day is getting the crowd to boo at the face teams. At not only face, baby faces. Baby face teams. The Usos, the Lucha Dragons. The crowd is turning on these guys because how much they like New Day. All right, so then we have Neville versus Tyler Breeze. Great match. NXT showcasing the crowd wasn't as loud for this match as I think they should have been, but I think it had a lot to do with the Miz at ringside trying to coach an unwanted uh, coaching by Neville. Trying to coach Neville. Um, Neville wins after the match. Miz tells uh, Neville that he tells him backstage that he, that he, the Miz, can turn him into the next Daniel Bryan. He can do for for him what he did for Daniel Bryan, but in return, he needs to learn proper English, a proper English accent to audition for the new James Bond movie. This is a, this is entertaining. All right. I will say this is entertaining. It puts Miz in a position where, where he can do, where he can, where he can be the Miz and not really uh, wrestle. 
I see this. Yeah, this will build into a match. Maybe this will be his WrestleMania match. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but Miz, I think, could put over Neville a little bit. He really could get, because Miz is right. Miz is right in the sense that Neville, it, he people like him. He's extremely talented, but he's not connecting with the, the crowd in the main roster. Maybe he hasn't had the chance to connect. Maybe he hasn't had the opportunity. He hasn't been, get, been given the right stories, the right feuds. Maybe his feuds have been underused. Like his feud with Bo Dallas could have been so much better. Their promos could have, they had some pretty good promos, but they could have, they could have had more. They could have built the, the, the extra matches. They could have added some emotion to that feud and they could have added some real matches to that feud. Bo Dallas and Neville, in my opinion, WWE really dropped the ball on that feud. They think so little of Bo Dallas that he essentially had three squash matches with Neville and they were that was it. I was expecting or at least hoping that we were finally going to get some good matches here. That we were finally going to see Bo Dallas get used in the ring properly. Win or not, let's see some really good matches. No, they weren't. It was Neville just winning quickly three matches in a row. One of them was kind of mediocre. You got a little bit out of Bo Dallas, but for the most part, they were just three squash matches. And it's a shame because these are two guys who have worked together so much, and they know each other in the ring inside and out, and we just... For the fans, I wanted, I would have liked to see more out of that. But I think Miz is, so again, I think Miz is right where Neville could use a step up in connecting with the audience. So even if it's just the crowd getting excited about Neville turning on a Miz, yeah, all right, fine. It's something. At least they're using a story with him. At least they're doing something with him. They said, here's a guy that we need to do something with, that we need to build. And so I'm kind of excited. At least it's entertain. It is kind of an entertaining little thing between Neville and Miz. Excited to see where that goes. All right, Team Extreme versus the Wyatts, Dudleys, Rhino, Tommy Dreamer. Uh, despite Tommy Dreamer saying that he would not be back on WWE TV, but he will be doing house shows. Here he is back on WWE TV the same day he said he wouldn't be back. This match was incredible this match was fun this match was brutal this match brought an energy to raw that we have not seen almost maybe since the attitude and they brought that it was a madhouse it was romper room it was destruction it was chaos it was a slobber knocker it was an oh my god moment there it was great i loved the match love the match uh uh the match was incredible and totally made up for last night's tlc match which to me had a few good spots but was way too predictable going into the match i said look this is going to be a squat we're going to get the wyatts are going to win significantly we're going to see all four wyatts or all three wyatts and uh, minus uh, Eric Rowan. And what did we have? All three Wyatts minus Eric Rowan, which is why I was happy to see Eric Rowan get the pin tonight uh, on Raw after such a great match. Because a part of me was like, well, Team Extreme could win if they pin Eric Rowan. 
Like, they have made Eric Rowan the only person, next to Bray Wyatt, that is, the only person that's going to get pinned on TV. If if the Wyatts are going to look bad, it's going to be on Eric Rowan's shoulders. They Instead of, like, just saying, oh, man, well, we all lose sometimes, it's Eric Rowan losing all the time to the point where I feel like why eventually they're going to turn it into a story. They're going to include it into the story where Bray Wyatt is like, you have failed this family for the last time, or you have one, you have to now prove yourself to be a part of this. And they're just going to leave him. They're going to leave him in the dust because he's loses all the time. So what is, what makes a team look worse? Having one guy, who loses all the time or losing sometimes and spreading it out and not having it be predictable. You know, maybe Luke Harper gets rolled up or distracted once in a while. If you take the predictability out of it, have every guy strong and find a more creative way to lose. Rather than just saying, oh, it's going to be Eric Rowan who's going to lose, find a more creative way to lose. It'll help you. It'll help your opponent. It'll help the match, the product, the brand, the Wyatt brand. It'll help everybody. Let somebody else take a pen once in a while. Braun, they're going to protect. Bray Wyatt's no stranger of getting pinned. We know that. It seems like Eric, uh, it seems like Luke Harper and Braun Strowman are the only ones that they really protect in that family, anyways. So why just delegate it, distribute it evenly? You, why it's don't lose that often as it is, but when they do as a family, it's Eric Rowan. So if that did, if you took that out, then okay, they don't lose often, and when they do, God. I don't know who can you pin. Hardly any, hardly any of them ever get pinned. They've each only been pinned a handful of times. Instead, you have Eric Rowan, who's been pinned every time. So I, I was glad to see Eric Rowan got the pin uh, in what was an incredible match. Uh, I might, I'll probably go back and watch that match again. I probably will go back and because that was a great match, really fun. Uh, then we had Charlotte and Becky uh, with Ric Flair in their corner um, versus Alicia Fox and Brie. Uh, tag match. It was a short match. Um, Flair trips Fox without Becky seeing it. She slaps on her arm breaker, and uh, that was the match. She she put Alicia Fox in the in, in the armbar, not knowing that she had been tripped by a uh, Ric Flair. This, this, and so they are still continuing to build this. Here's my question. Let me know what you think. Tweet me at the S talk. Is Becky Lynch more naive for um, still being with Charlotte or not doing whatever it takes? Tweet me that at the S talk. Is Becky Lynch more naive for still being with Charlotte or not wanting to turn heel and be repped by her father as well? To to content to let the whole team do whatever it takes. I'd like to know what you think. I could kind of go either way on this. The problem right now is Becky Lynch. Uh, I do like the w- direction that the Divas Division is going right now. It's slow. It is slow. There's a but it's okay because they really rushed. 
they rushed the whole picture. In my opinion, they bringing in like Team Bad, Team Bella, and PCB all at the same time, it was too much. We didn't get a chance to get to know everybody. Now we have people on the back burner. There's still some of these girls are being misused, misbooked. Um, and right now what we have is... Um, if you don't, because to me, Paige is like still kind of a face heel. She's a face heel. Like she's a face against Charlotte and a heel against Becky. And uh, she's, she's kind of in between right now. Becky Lynch, in my opinion, is the only full-time face in the Divas division. Brie Bella could be turned easy. You could easily have Brie Bella go to a face, but I don't think, but she like pays tribute to Daniel Bryan, and I don't think WWE really wants to remind the crowd so heavily how much they really miss Daniel Bryan in the ring. So they just keep her heel. They keep her with her sister. When her sister's gone, she's just teaming with Alicia, just kind of jobbing out for everybody. But she could be a really viable face uh, for that Divas division. And she's fun in the ring. She's really over when allowed. When allowed to be, Brie Bella, the, people like Brie Mode. People like Brie Mode. Um, so they're building this. I don't know how long, how far it's going to go. I imagine we will be seeing Charlotte versus Becky sometime around Royal Rumble. Um, maybe, maybe Fastlane. But this will happen before WrestleMania. I would have to say this will happen. I can't see this... Because right now, Becky is coming off just really naive. She, to me, it's she's the story they're telling. It's the story they're telling is Charlotte is uh, obviously a heel. She's cheating. Becky doesn't want to cheat. Huge problem with it. Still walking side by side, uh, doing pinky swears and getting jealous of Charlotte's dad. And it's so like it to me, it's a naive thing. It's like, well, you don't like all this. You think she's going to change, but she's not. Obviously, look at her. She's perfectly, perfectly content with her dad. She is a flair. She's cheating. She's fine with cheating. She doesn't even call it cheating. She's referring to it as doing whatever it takes, trying to prove you a lesson that you don't think is right. So she needs to stand on her own. She needs to break solo. Which I we have I imagine we will see soon. I don't we will see this soon. Slowly, Sasha Banks is creeping her way into that title picture. And I do, they're taking their time. I've said this. I fucking said this that they need to just have Flair, Charlotte Flair, do her thing until she meets Sasha Banks at WrestleMania where Sasha gets the belt. Or at least maybe that's where they really start the story. They'll build the match. It'll be like, it. they need to build, build that for WrestleMania. I want that to be, man, what if that's even the second match? You know, what if this is Sasha's second opportunity? I want to see them build her, like, let's, let Charlotte take her time. Let her... Be, get through the Bellas. Let Charlotte pay, win, pay, beat Paige. Let Charlotte beat Becky. Let her kind of get through the top players in the Divas division. And then come WrestleMania, now it's time to wrestle Sasha Banks. That is your WrestleMania match for WrestleMania 32. 33, maybe it'll be Sasha and Bayley. But for 32, we don't have time to introduce Bailey. NXT can't afford to lose Bailey. 
I'm not sure Bailey wants to jump ship so quick anyways, but WWE sure does not have time to build up Bailey for the way that Sasha's already over there. Bailey is magical. She's very special. She has a wonderful connection with the crowd and with the children. Don't rush that. She's like a female John Cena. She's so over with the kids. Um, all right. Um, New Day cut the promo. Uh, comes out. They just cut a quick promo calling out Usos and Lucha Dragons. They said that after last night's match on TLC, they have a lot of respect for him. They all want to shake hands. Usos and Lucha are really hesitant. Um that man, their match, that triple threat ladder match. If, again, if you haven't, God, if even if you have, go watch it again. I watched it. I watched it last night, and I think I watched it two times today. That match was so awesome. I watched the tag team match, the intercontinental match, and the, uh, and I watched the heavyweight title match from TLC just so I could see the freak out again. I wanted to, and I wanted to hear the crowd because I know it's not my TV, but as soon as that match started last night, Sheamus versus Roman Reigns, the crowd turned. The crowd turned. That we want Cena. It was a disaster, and suddenly, suddenly, there's a production miss mess up. My audio's going out. People's audio's going out all over the place. Videos in and out for some people. I feel like they tried to turn the mics off the crowd and messed up. I had to back out. I had to turn off the match during the main event and go back into it for it to fix itself. I, I feel maybe it's the government conspiracy in me, but I feel like WWE did it on purpose to cover how bad the audience had turned once again on a Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns. So, yeah. All right. So New Day. <clears throat> we're, New Day. They, sh they all shake hands. New Day shakes hands with Usos and Lucha. And the crowd was booing. Uh, they were booing. When, when Usos and Lucha Dragons were attempting to shake the hands of the New Day, the crowd was booing them for, for wanting to shake the hands of the heels, is what I thought. And then, so they all leave. They shake hands. Everything's good. And then New Day just starts, like, gloating and dancing and acting, just being obnoxious New Day in the ring, gloating on their victory. So... Lucha Dragons and Usos come back, take out the New Day, and then they get booed for taking out the heels. New Day is so over, they are getting the fans to turn on the baby faces. And again, these aren't just faces. These are baby faces. These are public event, public speaking, talking to kids, Merch selling baby faces. Th and you have turned the crowd against them for simply being the baby face. That is how strong of a heel New Day and how good of a job they are doing. That's how good New Day is doing and how much they're over. Like them or not, love them or not. If there maybe there's things about them you just could you know all oh, maybe if they just did this different whatever you think hey look Kofi Kingston told you himself last night during their promo at TLC they're stars 
In case you didn't realize it, the New Day are stars. They are the faces of the tag team division. How about that? I, they're really they put it into perspective, and I never really, you know, everybody keeps saying WWE they need to build stars. They need to build stars. Well, New Day came out last night on TLC and told you, hey, they have stars. We, the New Day, are stars. The face of the tag, the faces of the tag team division. Um, so we have three faces of the tag team division and one face in the divas division of Becky Lynch. Um, and then, man, Roman Reigns, who saw this coming? Who saw Roman Reigns winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship title tonight on Monday Night Raw of all places? On Monday Night Raw, after the battle he has had, after everything, Monday Night Raw. I thought there was a chance he was getting fired tonight. When Vince McMahon told him that he was going to, if he didn't win the belt, he was going to get fired, I was like, he's gone for at least a month. Maybe he'll show back up at Royal Rumble. Maybe he'll show back up somewhere the first of the year on Raw after a few weeks. Maybe he'll start buying a ticket. They'll start throwing him out of the arena. Let's play that game again. Oh, you're fired. I'm glad they didn't do that because that's predictable. You know what? They might still do that, but I hope they don't because we have seen it. They could have easily fired Roman Reigns. He would have been gone for a week, maybe. And then the following week, here he comes marching right down, right the same entrance, just no music, probably not in any like wrestling attire or his big boss man Halloween costume. Uh, and he would have just walked down. The security would have been like, you can't be. And he would have showed him his ticket. Well, I bought a ticket, guys. I've seen this done a thousand. How many? How many tickets did Stone Cold Steve Austin have for Monday Night Raw? How many tickets did he have to buy for Monday Night Raw? A lot. You would think Steve Austin probably bought a lot. How many tickets by main eventers have been bought? If anybody knows that, hey, send me a li- Tell me that. Tweet me this next week. I want to know. Here, it tell. I want the the first person who can tell me. Uh, Every main eventer who has ever shown up on Monday Night Raw with a ticket because they were kicked out or fired, I will mail you a free uh, one of, uh, stand-up comedy CD by yours truly. Uh, I'll send you my stand-up comedy CD called Imaginationless, which you can find on iTunes. Um, it's Hey, I'd like to think it's funny. It was. Uh, it's recorded by Little Class Records. Um uh, and uh, who I'm actually collaborating with on an upcoming uh, documentary, which I'm releasing early 2016. It's called. Uh, it's not a wrestling one, actually. I. Um, it's called. It's it's called the United States versus America: The Last Prohibition. It is about. It's a kind of pretty much a marijuana-based documentary with a heavy touch on freedom, civil liberties, and the war on drugs. So. Find that at the the United States versus America, the last prohibition that's on Facebook um, uh, or the US versus AM.com, United States versus America.com. Oh, and follow me, uh, Dustin Kaufman. I'm easy to find. 
K-A-U-F-M-A-N on Facebook, Dustin underscore Kaufman on Twitter. But man, hey, hey, for now, this right here, follow me on Twitter at the Yes Talk. At the Yes Talk. Follow me, say hi, find me on iTunes. Um, I will this is the Raw Recappuccino. And uh well, go if you haven't heard it, the TLC post show from last night was a lot of fun. And you can also hear my full breakdown and predictions for uh NXT Takeover London this Wednesday by listening to uh the Yes Talk last week's actually just uh on Trending Talk. It's easy to find. It's easy to find. I mean I'm hey, I'm thank you. Thank you to everybody, to the new listeners, to the Kaufman guys, to the Kaufman girls, to the Yes Nation. Rock out with your talk out. Thanks for listening to me talk about pro wrestling. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. <laughs>